Good evening, world. This is the podcast, Asafras, and your host, Laura Cattell, breathlessly taking a pause in between fevered packing and getting rid of garbage and taking things out to the curb that uh, people in my community might take advantage of, which is fine. I just don't want to move with it. One of the benefits of where I do live, currently, if I put it out on the curb, it's usually gone by the next day. Scavengers, scrappers, all sorts of things. It's really neat. Um, so as much as I can, I, I try try and um, pare down what I have for where I'm going. So lots of packing, lots of garbage dumping, lots of recyclables going out, lots of things. And of course, as uh, home renovations are wont to do, it's a lot of waiting and waiting all of a sudden to find out, hey! We're going to be around in two days. Can you get all this stuff cleared? Sure! Absolutely! Not really. Hmm. So if I appear breathless, my apologies, but I can't not post. I am proud of myself. I have to get this in because I just, I feel like I'm letting you down. I'm letting me down. I'm letting, I'm letting down all of the effort that I have put in so far. I'm just not going to do that. I am not going to do that. So if I appear breathless, my apologies. I am um, quite busy. So we stopped off yesterday at some huge, deep concepts. The nature of God, right? Connecting the dots, getting the big picture. Using our own deductive reasoning, following where that deductive reasoning leads, which is astounding. Mm. And I'm going to repeat the last note from the universe we, we stopped off at yesterday, and then before we uh, me, when we go into our pod, uh, main part of our podcast today, we will start with lights, camera, passion. So a note from the universe. Do you think, as the universe, I would have created a world and inhabited it to learn that there are some things I can't have, do, or be? Hmm? Do you think I'd make mountains that couldn't be moved? Do you think I'd feel love that couldn't be returned? Do you think I'd have dreams? that couldn't come true? Or do you think I would have made pretty darn sure I could kick butt there too? No matter who I came as, no matter what schooling I'd received, no matter what age I found myself to be, and no matter what others thought of me. Yeah, baby. The universe. P.S. Talk about easy buttons. I do love his writing style. Okay, so before we get any farther, we're going to go into lights, camera, passion here in a second. My shout out to the restaurant industry guys and gals out there slinging food all day long. Uh, a lot of times very thanklessly for some very entitled people and still keeping a smile on your face. Thank you for being here. 2020 was rough and I started doing my restaurant industry shout outs. Because I was seeing way too many suicides. It's 
So much love out to my restaurant guys. Please, whatever you're going through, don't quit. Take some time and take a breath. Take a bath. Take a walk. Take go for a swim. I pause before you do that thing. Please don't quit. Please don't quit. If you don't believe in you, I believe in you. Don't you dare quit. Alright. Lights, camera, passion. I can imagine that your mind might be rumbling right now, and you might be thinking, Wait a minute, Mike. I don't remember creating the sun, the moon, and the stars. I hardly recall what I had for lunch yesterday. How can I be the eyes and ears of the divine? As if not remembering something could take away what is easily deducible and readily obvious with just a little bit of thought. Further, with a little bit of deductive reasoning, it's easy to understand why you've deliberately forgotten your role in the creation of your corner and of time and space. Oh, excuse me. Consider, for instance, watching a movie in the middle of the afternoon. Do you want the lights on or off? You want them off, don't you? Why? So you can see the film better. But not just for your eyes, or excuse me, not just with your eyes. You want to see it with your heart. You want to feel it. You want to be gripped with passion by the scenes. You want to strive. You want to struggle. You want to overcome. You want to fall in love with Cameron Diaz or whoever else it is on the screen. Wink, wink. With the lights turned off, you can temporarily and comfortably forget who you are because you know it's only for 90 minutes or so. And by the time it's over, in the blink of an eye, you'll be back to so-called reality, back to living your life. Yet for having experienced the movie, even while forgetting yourself, you're never you're nevertheless be entertained, educated, and enriched. I have to repeat that one again because that was a mouthful. Yet for having experienced the movie, even while forgetting yourself, you'll nevertheless be entertained, educated, and enriched. Actually, you're going to be slightly changed by the experience. An adventure to say, always for the better, even, or especially, if the movie wasn't what you expected. That's the best one, right? When you get to the end of the movie and there's this huge plot twist, you're like, whoa, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, that's the time for the It's the same with life. You don't have to remember how you got here. You don't have to remember charting your course, setting the stage, or choosing your parents to know that you did. I hope you get to that one by connecting a few more dots in just a moment. Which is probably going to be in a few more podcasts. And similarly, you can grasp that not remembering something doesn't necessarily negate it. You can forget to have taken your medication. I'm just going to put that one in there. And uh, if you forget to take your medication, what happens? Hmm. The sickness that the medication doesn't, uh, the me medication makes better doesn't go away if you stop taking medication, right? Forget it doesn't negate it. All right. Where was I? Okay. After all, do you remember your heart beating over 2,000 times since you began reading this book? Do you have to know the thrust-to-weight ratios that make aviation possible in order to sit on a plane and enjoy the ride? 
do you have to know who turned on a light in a darkened room to make use of that light? No. And neither is it important that you remember crafting the moments that led you to today in order to know that you had a role in crafting them. By realizing you are a divine creator, even without remembering how it is you've created thus far, you can still find your mojo, chart a new course, and take command of your life and manifestations. Alrighty. <clears throat> Again, dated. Cameron Diaz was all the rage back then. I mean, she's still very good looking. I haven't seen her in a lot of movies lately, uh, though. Kind of sad. She was... I mean, she cleaned up. Um, Alright, so, the evidence. Of course, there will still be those who prefer some tangible proof. No problem. Our lives are proof of everything I've said. Proof of our spiritual nature and of our incredible power. A power wrought by choosing the thoughts we think. We've all witnessed time and time and time again... How our thoughts have become the things and events of our lives. Plus, we just deduce that if there now exist current me, that if there now exist solar systems, planets, continents, oceans, and mountains, where there once was nothing but thought, then all of it must be made of thought. Right? Well look who's thinking now. We actually went over this back in the secret. Um let me go back over that. Um, wasn't necessarily a part of the book in the secret. This was, I wanted to ex uh, expound upon this concept to give you an idea. All right. So every single thing that mankind has created came from a thought. You had to think it first before it could become a reality. You manipulated with your hands. When you walk to places, you had to drive a car to places, you had to pay money for things, but it started off as a thought, and then through your own craft, you made it a reality. If you don't know how to um, create a nail, but you want to build a birdhouse, you can still go buy a nail. Does that make sense? Every single thing a human in humanity is started off as a thought. The things that we use. Okay, so that's the, that's a little starter starter place, and he just takes it way farther, way way farther. All right, so he links the if everything man has created started as a thought, he takes it even farther to the origins of time and space. If time and space are malleable, then and not bedrock, then they sprang from something. In order to spring from something, there has to be a something there for it to spring from. So, everything that is a creation, from a pebble, to a grain of sand, to a star, to a universe, to a galaxy, to the planet, to everything on the planet, to oceans, to continents, to the car you drive, to the pets that you have, to yourself included is all an abstraction of thought, of divine thought, and because we are within that divine thought, everything feels real, for the exact same reason why when you were on the holodeck, everything looked and felt real. 
Again, that's the closest thing that I can have. No, my dear, I cannot pet you right now. I don't care how many times you beg me. I love you. Okay. Uh, sorry, quote from Ayn Rand, just to get back on track. The hardest thing to explain is the glaringly evident, which everybody has decided not to see. Yes, it is. For so many reasons. And that one has been reset so many times. The hardest thing to explain is the glaringly evident, which everybody has decided not to see. There are many ways to interpret that, but uh, one way is trying to reason with a person who has renounced its use is like administering medicine to the dead, Thomas Paine. If a person refuses to see what is obvious, there's, there's no hope. You can explain it, you can explain it, you can explain it. If a person refuses to see the obvious, just ooh, save, save your blood pressure, walk, walk the other direction. They'll get it at some point, maybe they'll get it in their next lifetime, who knows. But the other way to perceive that quote is in the esoteric and the ethereal, to which something seem, might seem obvious to someone and be very, very difficult a concept to another. And that's where we get the ideas of learning curve. So, sorry, back to the book. Think of how your life has unfolded up until now. I would bet that for 95% of all the major events and circumstances of your life, whether it was where you went to school or when you stopped going to school, where you decided to work or where you decided not to work, who you decided to marry or who you decided not to marry, you can recall thoughts, imaginings, or visualizations of their outcomes, all of which preceded those experiences. Your life is proof enough and for the 5% of things that you cannot yet explain by the end of chapter 7, Understanding Adversity, I think you'll understand why. Thoughts become things fully explains how we have indeed been given dominion over all things. They're our thoughts. We get to choose them. And as we choose... So move heaven and earth. It's the be-all and end-all process for creating change in your life. It's the be-all and end-all for living the life of your dreams. Thoughts become things is inviolate. Your thoughts, your focus, your power. Hmm. I will do the next two pages, and then I'm going to kick it off there, because that's a perfect ending point. Alright, so, explaining the law of attraction. Thoughts become things is why there is a law of attraction. Thoughts becoming things is the primal mover, the first principle, the holy grail. And best of all, phrased this way, we immediately see where we fit into the equation of reality. 
I don't think he did that one correctly. To see where we fit into the equation of reality, creation as effortless creators for the thoughts we choose. I don't know why, but that one's just not sitting right with me. Mm. Mm. Think about gold coins magically appearing in your hands. Why don't the coins materialize if thoughts become things? That, of course, is the literal interpretation of thoughts becoming things, but we live in a reality continuum shared by six billion other people. Yes, yeah, six billion back then. We're almost up to eight billion now. And it has a track record, physical laws, and a lot of momentum that we've all come to abide by and trust. Manifesting gold coins out of thin air would violate the beliefs and expectations of those we share this continuum with. Not to mention shatter many physical laws that, for now, we're quite happy to give precedence to. So, what he's saying is because um, you're sharing this energy field, this um, continuum with other people, it's not poof, it's going to appear right in front of you. We also went back over that in The Secret. There's a time delay for a reason. Sometimes we think we want something, only to discover later on we don't really like it, or didn't really want it in the first place. The time delay gives us a chance to figure out, oh, you know, I, I didn't really want that in the first place. But this is another fantastically uh, deep explanation. So instead of manifesting these things out of the ether, something even more miraculous happens. Once you have a clear picture of something, anything, in your mind, there is an instantaneous attraction working within physical laws and cooperating with your beliefs and expectations of whatever you're thinking about, as well as with those who would be affected by your manifestations. Hence, the law of attraction. Our thoughts have an energy and life force all their own, which literally rearranges the players and circumstances of our lives and predisposes us to the so-called accidents, coincidences, and serendipities that will yield our brand new manifestations. Wow, that's enough. Okay. Um, if you ever go and look up uh, Esther and Abraham Hicks, 17 seconds. 10 seconds? 17 seconds? If you can hold a thought, a clear thought, and please go and look this up for me. I, I apologize. I can't remember if it's 17 seconds or 10 seconds. If you can hold a thought for just that small amount of time, you've already started to attract that thing, whatever it is, to you. Again, imagination is the mechanics of the energy. You're manipulating energy when you're visualizing something. You are manipulating the energy of the frequency that you are wanting to admit to get to that something. Okay? Just want to make sure we went back over that one because it plays in here quite well. So... In this way, our thoughts literally, but not instantaneously, become the things and events of our lives as circumstances morph them into place, taking millions of other variables into account. There are no mitigating factors to this power of our focus. 
not karma, not angels, not ancient spiritual contracts. These concepts have their place, speaking to certain truths and attempting to explain certain phenomena in time and space, but none of them trumps our ability to choose our thoughts. And nothing gets in the way of our thoughts, subsequently becoming the things and events of our lives, other than our own thoughts in contradiction, including those beliefs, public and private, that define what is possible. You are an effortless creator because you effortlessly think, and your life is a living testimonial. I'm going to repeat that one again because I want to really hammer it home. You are an effortless creator because you effortlessly think. It does not require any energy for you to think. You think a thought and it does not require anything of you. Going deep over the course of an entire day, yeah, that might exhaust you, but it is an effortless conjuration in your head. You think thoughts thousands, trillions of times a day. And you effortlessly do so every time. Note from the universe, and then we're going to cap this one tonight. If there was just one thing I could tell you about living the life of your dreams, knowing that it would be enough if you understood it, I would ask you to realize that you already are in the presence of greatness, the universe. Getting your groove on begins with understanding who you really are, and this will make all the difference. And we will check back in with that tomorrow when we start up with a... I can't tell if that's a no. Let me, let me go check one sub. Ah! Okay, that'll start on 27. So we have one more subchapter. A couple more subchapters to get through. Pardon me. And tomorrow we will start, and then there was you. Subchapter. So that's perfect stopping point for tonight. Oh boy! Oh boy. So, my apologies. I'm probably going to keep this one short tonight because I have much packing more to do. And I have to get to it. So, we're going to do a very plain, simple brain break. Go ahead and get yourself comfy. Do a little wiggle. Do a little stretch. We're just going to jump right in. And just keep it simple. And take a deep breath in. And another deep breath in. And let it back out. And just gently focus on your breathing as you hear the storm sounds in the back. Pay gentle, loving attention to your breath.
gentle rise and fall of your chest. Warm air coming in, nostrils flaring ever so slightly. How it cools as it goes down your throat. The slight brush that you feel as the oxygen hits your bloodstream. Alright guys, thank you so much for being here. Um, I know I'm cutting it a bit short tonight, but it's getting late and I still have a lot of stuff to do. Thank you, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for showing up. This is the podcast Sassafras, and I will see you guys tomorrow. Good night. <laughs>